Blog Talk Radio. Go With Angels is more than the title of Mary Brotherton's debut book. It's her wish for you and your loved ones. Join her on her podcast every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time as she talks about angels and messengers from the spirit world. Of course, she'll talk about her book and the inspiration behind it, too. Call 516-418-5651 after 11 on Friday mornings to share your stories about angelic encounters. Good morning, everybody. It's the first show, first angel show of 2024, and I would love to have you call me and talk about your stories, your angels, the angels that have appeared in your life, the angels you wish would appear in your life. If you haven't talked to angels, give me a call. If you have talked with angels, give me a call. 516 4185651 is the number. I'll be here for a while. Um, I never know for sure until I have callers how long I will talk. But I have some things to share with you. And I want to share first thing uh, is a little uh, story from a friend of mine named Mary Krause. She said, as I was going to sleep, I asked if I could learn the name of at least one of my angels. See, she knew she had more. I saw a school desk with a piece of paper on it. In a clear, distinct font, I saw the name Andrew. A few years later, I asked again and clearly saw the name Tom. When I tried again, I heard a young girl say, his name is Frank. I call on them when I need help, and they never fail me. So if you don't know your angels' names, give me a call, and I can tell you a little bit about how to find them. In fact, I will read another little thing. It's actually a poem that I wrote many years ago. It's called Harriet. I have a guardian angel named Harriet. How do I know her name? She revealed it to me one night, and things will never be the same. I was sitting and musing, what would an angel be called? I thought of such masculine names as Michael or John. Then in my mind, I felt the laughter of a feminine, and I knew I had made a bond. What about me? The voice sweetly asked, not with sarcasm or anger, but with the Lord's own cheer. I heard it not with more than my heart and soul, but that voice I did surely hear. It was a sweet and joyful voice, a voice that was filled with love, a voice that I know most definitely can only come from heaven above. Harriet has always been at my side since before the day I was born. And now I even know her name. Oh, what a special morn. I wrote that uh, probably, oh, I don't know, more than 30 years ago. Most of my stories about angels, I started more than 40 years ago. I just started writing and eventually put them into a book. 
I want to tell you, though, if you would like to talk about your angels, I will be here for a little longer. It's only shortly after 11 o'clock, so i got a lot of stories to tell, a lot of stories to share. Call me at 516-418-5651, not just today, but any Friday at 11 o'clock Eastern Time, if you would like to talk about angels. On the third Friday of every month, I have a guest, a permanent guest, I guess you'd call it a regular guest, Karen Eberly. She does angel card readings, and she's usually, almost always, 100% spot on. Everybody loves her. Um, so let me read a story that I wrote for my book called Go With Angels. That was my first book. Um, it's called I Talk With Angels. My mother told me that when I was a child, I had imaginary playmates, although she believed they were angels. I once witnessed angels dancing at a funeral, and when I tried to wish them away, one told me that I could close my eyes and my mind, but they would still be there. Years later, when I was emotionally vulnerable, I met four of my angels. I tried to dismiss them too, and I was told that If I chose not to acknowledge them, they would still remain. One asked me to open my mind and my heart and truly see them. What happened when I did has been a journey filled with miracles, although I sometimes forget that I am a spiritual being living a physical experience. I've learned to listen better. I'm still learning to trust. I've discovered that some voices are louder than others. Some are more persistent, and that every single one tells the truth. I've often asked myself if I am truly hearing angels or if my imagination is taking over. Is this intuition? Is there a difference? And how can I tell which is which? And over time, I've learned. When my intuition speaks or an angel speaks, it's subtle, yet a little nagging. My imagination can be rather bizarre, but when my, speak, uh, when my angels speak, there's no misunderstanding. Jonathan has a booming baritone, and Michael's voice is filled with laughter. Alexander's voice, while definitely masculine, is much, much softer. Harriet is like Scarlett O'Hara. Crinoline skirts and a coquettish nature. Andre is the strong, silent type. Cyril speaks even less than Andre does, but he has a presence that you can't deny. Raquel, like all my angels, appeared when I needed someone special to guide me through a troubling passage in life. Now, I will continue this in a minute, but I see that I have a caller. So I'm going to just stop right here and see who's on the phone. Hello there. Hi. Hi, it's Dion. Dion, my friend, how are you, girl? I'm good. I um, just reserved my truck to come down and finally get my storage. Okay. How's Casper? Not Casper. Um, Cupid. <laughs> Cupid. But, you know, Casper was my mom's maiden name. 
<laughs> I did not know that. Maybe mom's trying to goes. peep in here and say hello. Hi, mom, or my grandma. Yeah. My grandma. No, everything's going okay. Um, I'll be glad to finally come and get my my storage. But, you know, a funny thing happened to me. And, um, well, the, I saw your show. And the last time I called your show, it was about coming down to get my storage. And you said, oh, your dad will be happy that, you know, you'll finally get your rug back that he gave you. And yeah. he bought me that rug, like, 30 years ago. <laughs> so for you to pick up on that was amazing, you know. So <clears throat> I just booked all that. And um, everything is good, so all the manifestations work. But, you know, I had an issue with the neighbors, my, my new neighbors, and it's, it's sad because I like where I'm at now. I'm finally in here, you know. And so I, I was thinking if we could do something about that. Um, what, what, what happened was is I moved into this community, and um, I've been able to, like, meet everybody. And so they asked, they nominated me to take over as the activity director. Oh, and so I said I would be great at that. Thanks. I said, I said I would do it if I could also do it with another resident by the name of Judy because she's really crafty. And I wanted to include more people in, into it. And Judy, I asked Judy, and she said she wanted to do it and everything like that. Well, word got around. <laughs> the community that we were planning on doing this and two of the other committee members they don't like it so because they feel threatened that their position is going to be eliminated or whatever blah 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 and like the whole community is kind of upset about it because they really want change you know so I was trying to figure out you know how to move forward you know, still pursuing the new role without, like, other people who are resisting the change of the collective. Like, what do you do in a situation that, like that? Because they have free will. There's just two members that have, you know, they have free will. They don't have to accept the changes of the collective. Um, but, you know, it's being met with resistance. But, you know, going into things like this, we want to be, um, I mean, I can't change their mind, but, to accept, you know, like newer energies and um, I don't know. What what do you recommend as far as like asking the angels to work with other people? But oh, not I am so glad you asked like me compelling. that. I, okay. I have an answer for you. Archangel okay. Chamuel is the patron of everyone on a peacekeeping mission. He is the archangel of love and peace. And he's the one to, well, Chemyal's kind of androgynous, more androgynous than anybody else. Um, he takes on the form of a male or fem, feminine or masculine as needed. Um, Chemyal works in the pink light ray, which, of course, you know, is the, the light of love. And is all about improving relationships and helping people adjust to change. It is so, it was, as you were telling me all this stuff, I'm like, oh, oh, I know. Now, get this. Chamiel can give you the confidence and courage you need to change your space where you live. 
to create love in a relationship. And and the love, of course, you know, as well as I do, is not necessarily a romantic love. It's just any kind of love, um, unconditional love. Chamiel, um, you know, you, if, if you start working in the parking lot over here, that shine in my window are actually pink lights. Really? That's yeah, so Yeah, when cool. I first moved in here, I was like, this is so weird. I don't know why it's like that. And now you just told me why. That's amazing. <laughs> he can help you. Um, you know, if you want to ask Chamiel to join you when you meditate, Chamiel can help bring a joyful, happy relationship with others. I mean, it sounds like custom made for you. Hmm. And Chamiel's one of those angels. He, Chamiel's one of those angels that I didn't know about until I started writing my last book. It just came. All of these words came to me like crazy. Hmm. How is everything going with your metafest and everything? It's going. I've got a new board of directors at Be Unique now. And mm-hmm. um, we've got still some of the same members, but we've added new ones. Got to get that new blood going through there. And we're getting ready to have a new board meeting uh, in a couple of weeks, and we've got a lot of stuff to discuss. But we'll, you know, we're going to see where it takes us. Uh, the last manifest was, you know, you've been to it, so you know this kind of hectic and chaotic and loud. So we're going to see if we can't find some place that's not quite so mollish. <laughs> we're going to see where we go. Oh. Is the mall not working out now? The mall's working out fine. It's just that some people think it's that there are some people who won't come to it because it is a mall, and there, yeah, everybody's got their own things, their own. Um, I don't want to say prejudices, but in a way, yes, they have their own thought patterns, and uh, I like the mall. It works out well for me. But it may not be the best for everybody. And, of course, know. you know. I, I like the mall, but you know, it, it's just I thought the mall it worked out well. are kind of like a dying breed. Yeah, yeah. But more popular spots might be more expensive. Who knows? I don't know. I, I thought the mall was good for what it was that you were doing. I thought it was I really great did. for what we I were doing. I like, was super surprised. I agree. I, I was so surprised when I went and, and like all the vendors that you have and everybody that participated and the different unique type of individual creators that were there representing their businesses, their small businesses. And you were bringing back, or what you do, what you're doing is you're bringing back that individual creator, the individual businesses, the small businesses yeah. and that was the back that used to be the backbone of, you know, the United States, uh, you know, being a corporation and things like that. So but um but you also keep in mind your 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 fest is growing 
like you do, you, you, at least the one that I was at, you had quite a few vendors. So in yeah, that we have respect, a, the mall, the mall might not We usually be have about 30 vendors. Now. And I, I would say about a third of them are, they've been with us from the very first. We've done five events now. And the very first one um, attracted a certain number of people, and they've stayed with us. And then we've, you know, we keep bringing in new people. And some people come, they can't come every time, but they come whenever they can. But, you're but on another note, I've published three books now. Oh, really? Tell me about so, that. Yeah. In one year... I have published three books. They're all about angels. The first one was the stories, uh, true, true events, true stories, um, encounters with angels, and like near-death experiences. And um, the second one was a children's book. That I was inspired to write just out of, I mean, literally out of the blue, I heard, a voice say, I want you to write a book about angels for children. And so I started working on it and I couldn't get any words to come out that made any sense. So I meditated and I said, okay, look, you told me to write a book about angels for children. And now you're holding the words back. That's not fair. How can, how can I write a book when you won't give me the words? And as clear as day, I heard, paint the pictures and the words will come. And you know me, I'm kind of um, hard-headed and argumentative. And I said, but I'm not a painter. And the voice said, neither was Michelangelo when I started with him. And I'm like, well, that's not wow. really fair. How, how can I compete with that, you know? So I started painting and I painted... I just I had the canvas on hand. I had the paints already because I love to do abstract paint, just color and play with the colors and things like that, but not not make them look like anything. That way, I don't have to feel bad if they don't look like I want them to. You know, if my dog comes out looking like a fox, who cares? But I um, I painted and painted for about six weeks, and one day my youngest son called me. We were chatting, and he asked to see the paintings. So I started texting him pictures of what I had painted. And he said, well, those are cute. That's nice. That would look good in a children's book. And then he said, Mom, have you ever thought about painting with AI? And I said, no. I, I wouldn't even know where to begin. So he helped me figure out my way around AI. And so I spent the next, I don't know, couple of months creating pictures. I had no idea what I was doing. I would just create these pictures using AI um, and hope for the best. And then one day I, I couldn't think of anything else to tell the computer. And I looked at my, my collection of files. I had 444 pictures. And I'm like, oh, wow. Well, I guess I should pick a few. I wasn't going to use more than maybe 30 at the most. So I started going through the pictures, and I kid you not, as soon as I started 
choosing and deciding and saying, this picture's going in my book, this picture's going in my book, the words just automatically popped into my head. I, f- I first started, the, the book was like, um, how do you know if an angel is near? Is it something you see, smell, or hear? So every page has a little something about angels. And if you smell roses or if you um, see a feather, if you see a penny on the ground, an angel might be around, kind of, you know, that kind of stuff. So by the, from the moment I had the idea to write this book to the day I had the book in my hand was six months. First book took me 40 years. So that was oh my in God, April. Awesome. November 11th, I launched my third book, which is called A Journey with Angels. And it's kind of, it's an introduction to the angels. Um, it's a, um, well, here, I'll, I'll read something about Chamiel, how I started that, and it'll give you an idea of how it works. Because um, what I do is I also put down their, um, the way you pronounce their name, and I just realized I've been pronouncing his name wrong all, the, all morning. Chamiel is pronounced Shamiel, is the archangel of love and peace. This name means the one who seeks God. Shamiel is recognized globally by different names in almost all religions, yet I had never heard of Shamiel before I started this book. And this book, I did a lot of research on it. I, I did, uh, you know, I would just look up different things, but some of these names came to me out of the blue and I had no idea. And some of them are very obscure. I did 23 angels in this book. But the the first page goes on, if you need help with relationships, ask the Archangel of Peaceful Relationships and Harmony to lead you to peace with yourself and with others. Shemiel provides you with the strength to overcome even difficult situations, find clarity and understanding. So I've got, you know, maybe, I don't know, four or five pages about Shemiel. And then I have a whole page of just lines for you to journal. And then at the end of the book, there's more uh, room for journaling. There's lots of margins. And this book is a large print book. The first book was um, not so large. It was rather tiny. So I made it uh, so that you've got more room and you've got more stuff. And the cover on this book just feels soft and inviting, or it did to me. And most people like it. So I've been doing that. Yeah, I want to I want to play a little uh, sound bite here for you. One of my readers actually bought two books. Hello, beautiful lady. I've been meaning to find five minutes to reach out to you to thank you from the bottom of my heart and Mary Krause, who I call the Countess, for the two beautiful books. I'm dying to get in and really dig into your first book. My surgery's on hold right now because we know how finances go. Um, But I wanted to let you know I would like to buy one of the children's books. One of my dear, dear friends uh, lost her husband Saturday. He's only 33 years old to cancer. He found out three weeks ago he had cancer and he's gone. 
and your book came the same day. And I said, okay, this is not a coincidence whatsoever. And she has, um, her oldest son is two, her youngest son is one. I did send her a couple of pictures um, of your book, and I said, Stephanie, I'd really love to, to purchase one of these books for you. So let me know how I can purchase it, and if I could have you sign it, and I'll just tell you what their names are to write in the book. It is such a beautiful, beautiful children's book, and it's um, no coincidence. My granddaughters were here, too, and when my youngest one was reading through it, she's five, she goes, Gigi, that's all the stuff you tell us all the time, and that's what you tell your clients. And I said, I know, because our angels are always there. Our angels that were not human, that were here, like Uncle Bright Bright. So I would love to know how to purchase this book. Let me know. I'll give you Stephanie's address. Um, she needs all the help she can get. And I know this book will definitely, I'm not giving her mine. <laughs> I'm like, nope, Mrs. Krauss bought that for me, the Countess. So I'm keeping that one to pass down to great-grandchildren at some point. But I would love to be able to purchase another one. I hope you're doing awesome, and I cannot wait to meet you someday. I told Mary, I'm like, oh, my God, I just love this lady. Just let me know where I have to go to purchase it. And I didn't know you were affiliated with Island Breeze. I love my girl over there who's also an angel mama. Her and I got very close a few years ago, and she's doing so well, and I just absolutely adore her. I hope you're doing well. Anyway, I always like to hear somebody else talk about my books. I think they're great. Because, and like I tell most people about this third, this, well, the second book and the third book, but especially this third one, I didn't write it. I was just the human body who did the work for God. It, it was so not my, my voice. I mean, it was my voice, but it wasn't, wasn't something that I created myself. I pulled it from, you know, a lot of research, but it mostly came from inspiration. And, uh, you know, my, my first book is all true stories. So that's, I feel like is my book. Of course, I'm working on a novel now. That's kind of fun. Ooh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, it's not about angels at all. It is based on a couple of true incidents. Um, I, I was Facebook stalked. I dated a guy just long enough to find out that he was married and then I broke it off. And it wasn't long after that, that I moved away. And when I moved out of the area, I didn't, didn't give him a forwarding address at all because I didn't, didn't care about him. I didn't want anything to do with him at that point. And 10 years later, he found me on Facebook. And he sent me a message. And I thought, oh, well, you know, 10 years, water under the bridge. I'm married. He's married. We'll just, you know, we could be friends. Well, he didn't want to just be friends. And he even told me, um, I'm married. I, I, I divorced her, but I'm married again. And um, just because you're married doesn't mean anything. We can resume our relationship and take it to the next level. And I'm like, uh, what level is that? And then he started to graphically tell me what he wanted to do to me. And I blocked him immediately. I didn't continue the conversation. I just blocked him. And 
I went to my husband, to Curtis, and I said, you will never guess who I just heard from. So I told him what happened, and he said, oh, you should write a book about that. That guy's just so weird. I said, no, no, I no, uh-uh, I don't think so. The very next morning, I woke up, and I couldn't stop thinking about the book I had to write. So it's a book about the about sex addiction, the 12 step program and his, this one guy's journey toward redemption. Um, it is kind of based on all the bad dates I've ever had in my life. I put them all into one guy. Relationship books are popular because, yeah. you know, like when I, I mean, when I was growing up, the only thing my mom told me to do was keep my legs closed since I was married. But, you know, like that worked for her generation. But, you know, for my generation, I had to learn dating. I had to learn the ropes the hard way. You know yes. what I mean? And so you sharing your experiences is going to help a lot more people, you know? I hope so. Because the, the way I've written the book, there are three young daughters the, the the bad guy in the book has married a, a woman who's just a few years older than his oldest daughter so his second wife is becomes friends to his daughters not just their stepmom and um there's there's a lot of discussion about relationships like one um the oldest daughter is asked when they find out that their father's a sex addict um, they're asking things like, um, well, how do you spot a sex addict? You know, when I, she, this, the, I have her as a, she's going to school for her, um, I don't know, master's, I think. Anyway, she says, when I have finally have time to date again, I want to know if I'm dating a sex addict. I don't want to be involved with that. And so there's a lot of, um, kind loose not I wouldn't call it relationship advice but there are things that I think people can learn from and be helpful because you know there's you know you've got the young wife questioning do I stay with him now that he's been outed as as an addict and do I do I support him if he was if he had cancer or you know an amputation or whatever, I would stay with him. He would still be my husband. But do I stay with him now because he's been stalking this other woman? What? And also because he's not sleeping with his wife anymore. He's abandoned his wife in, to pursue someone he can't have. So uh, there's a lot of um, twists and turns in there. And, and I talk about some pretty deviant things that... Unfortunately, I've had people suggest to me in my past. And so there's a part in the book where the woman talking, she says, well, what, what is it about me that makes somebody think they can do that to me or even talk to me about that kind of stuff? And so we, you know, I talk about that in the book as well. But it, it plays real heavily on the 12 steps because... Um, of the way that I, I portray it. It's, it's something different. It's not something I don't think anybody, I've never seen it done before. 
So I can't, I'm really eager. I'm in the process of editing it now. I started this book hmm, at least five years ago. I want to say I started this book right before or during the time that we started Be Unique. And we're, we're looking into six years with Be Unique now coming up. So it, it's, it's time to get this book out. Yeah, so a lot of that, because you're intuitive, would that be the automatic writing, do you think? Um, maybe. I know that a lot of my, my angel, my third angel book was automatic writing. I mean, I just, I just wrote, and it, there, there are times that I will look at my novel and wonder, who wrote that? Where did that come from? And I think that, I, that I'm being inspired, for sure. I'm gonna. I'm looking up I mean, what automatic writing actually is. Okay, so like for me, automatic writing is like when I'm receiving a download. So like, okay, when when I started working on like one of my books. I was like, okay, you know, Holy Spirit, Holy Angels, what is it that you want me to write? And so then they just started giving me the information to write. And so I was basically just typing up my downloads that I was receiving from the from the universe. And there's a there's a movie and I, I can't remember the name of the movie right now, but it's a movie where like these mediums are sitting around and it was, oh, what's the house that the Winchester uh, heiress has in California? And, like, she was working on it nonstop because she wanted to, like, continue to spend the money and not, like, feel the karma of the guns that, like, her family produced. The Winchester Mansion or whatever. Yeah, they they, so call, like, they just call it the Winchester Mystery House. Well, I, and, and I think it might her have name been was a movie Sarah. about that. Yeah, yes, her name was Sarah, Sarah Winchester. And she would, at like a certain time of the day, have these women come in and do automatic writing and see exactly what the spirits had to say. So the mediums would sit down at a table and each get a piece of paper and a pen and they would just start channeling spirit and write down whatever it was that the, whatever spirit was channeling through them as a medium. And so like, I think that, you know, I know for sure that I have the gift of automatic writing. So like I, cause I used to be like you too. My first book took me like how many years to produce a 12 and then now I can pound them out like it's nothing because I've accepted the gift of automatic writing that the universe gave me, and the book writes itself. I just use myself as a medium to produce the information that I'm getting as a download. Well, I think it probably is different for everybody. My younger sister does automatic writing, but she only channels my father. It, it's kind of interesting. Um, right, like I can't she, do it for myself. <laughs> right. Well, she she just closes her eyes and holds the pencil over the paper or the pen or whatever. And what is so bizarre is that it 
looks like our father's handwriting. That's really weird. There's there's a medium that's on Blog Talk Radio that has he has his own show or whatever. And anytime I call to get a reading and he talks, I, I'm telling you, he sounds just like my dad when he's talking and it it, it kind of freaks me out because I'm like, oh, my God, that's literally dad talking to me. And, like, I don't know if that person realizes, like, their voice literally changes, like, when – because I listen to all the different shows on Blog Talk or whatever. So, yeah, you uh-huh. are, going back to your point, you're right. It would be different for everybody. Yeah. And I, I think, it, you know, it's that way with the angels as well. Oh, we have another caller. Um, but you know, the angels interact with each person individually and differently. And sometimes what you need to see and hear is not what I need to see and hear. So they, the same angel might interact with each of us differently. Does that make sense? Yeah. I'll stay on headphones so you can go on. Okay. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to go ahead and mute you and see who else is on the line. Hello there. Hello. Hello. Hi. What's your name? Hi. Maddie, I just tuned in. I don't know if it's a dialogue. Um, are you going to tell me what my angels want me to know? <laughs> well, I was, well it, it's kind of like both, all of the above. It just The show changes um, with whoever calls in. and Like I was saying to Dion, uh, my other guest, is – the angels see what you want and need, and then they see what I want and need. They see what she wants. And we could have the same exact angel working with each of us differently. They may present to our, us differently. They might sound different. They might um, do different things. So let me ask you this, Maddie. Um, first of all, where are you calling from? Georgia, Atlanta. Georgia. Okay, I have relatives. <laughs> yes. I, I have relatives down in the Savannah area, little towns oh, around yeah. there. Nice. Um, Guyton, <laughs> you know how small <laughs> Guyton is. Anyway, um, have you had experiences with angels personally yourself? <clears throat> I I really don't know, but I have been told that uh, I have angels around me. And uh, that I'm protected, so uh, I don't know. Um, I'm not sure. How to, um, that's it. That's my answer. I really don't know. Okay, you, you just you just know that they're there, and and sometimes that's really all you need to know. Um, sometimes I smell. Sometimes I smell. Like I wake up and I smell a perfume, like a floor. Like where's that coming from? I look in my nightstand, like mm, nothing there. It's like, and I, there are times I've gotten that. You know, I lay on the floor. Sometimes I like to lay on the floor, and there are times that I've lived, done that, and I roll over just on the floor, relaxing, and it's like I'm getting this fragrance. Where's it coming from? I do get that, so I don't know if that's angels around me. It is. Um, okay. Have you ever smelled, um, like, 
chilies or something spicy and, and you weren't cooking? No, but I did smell okay. Listerine. I did smell some Listerine one day. Oh, I don't know what Listerine even smells like. <laughs> I got out of my mm-hmm. car, and it hit me just like, Listerine. But I think my sister summed that up for me. She said, you know, Mom, our mother, she used yep. to love to rinse her mouth out with Listerine. I said, well, maybe that, that was That was your mother me. saying hello. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I I remember one time I was just driving my car, and I had this overwhelming it was like bam, bam, bam. It was um, juicy fruit gum, fresh perk coffee, and then back to the juicy fruit gum. And uh-huh. I knew that was my grandmother. Without a doubt, I just knew my grandmother was there because she always gave us juicy fruit gum and she always yeah. had a pot of coffee on the stove. That's and it, yeah. You, that, that means that... Um, Oh, what is that phrase now? It has slipped my mind. The uh, Claire, with where you can smell. Uh, there's there's a term for that. I'm gonna find it. Um, Claire audience? No, that's Claire. That's hearing. Uh, hold on. Oh, this is interesting. <laughs> oh, pardon me. I just got choked up looking at this. And Claire Augustance and Claire. Clairol factants. Those are the the term. Clairol factants. It looks like the word clairol, like clairol um, hair dye. But Uh clairol factants is the psychic sense of smelling. Mm -hmm. And the clairaugustance is the psychic sense of clear tasting. So you might uh, suddenly taste something in your mouth. Sometimes I'll taste copper. For no particular reason, I still don't know what that means. I've got to continue searching on that. Um, but you could get—you um, might think you're tasting an, an orange. You know, your mouth might pucker up like you're having a lemon, or um, all of a sudden you like, mmm, tastes like I just had a brownie. And so that means that some spirit is passing through or coming through you. Um, if you've got a, a a relative who loved to bake, you might have Claire Augustance. But the Claire Clairolfactance is definitely uh, is connected with your throat chakra and your third eye, and it is a good way to link with angels and spirits. And it could be anything. You mentioned flowers, roses, and violets and lilies are definitely flowers that the angels like to associate with. They kind of vibrate mm-hmm. on the same frequency. But, Roses, um, lilies, okay. And violets, the purple flowers. Mm-hmm. But it, it's wow. interesting because, you know, the, the uh, Listerine, definitely I was going to say that's probably someone, someone in your past that you know that was coming through. Um, let me see if I can find out which... Angel, let's see, floral. And almost all of the angels. Do you know what kind of flowers you might have smelled? No. I I, I just like, I didn't know. I, it, it was a floral. 
And I, is there a perfume around? And I look, and nope, nothing. Nothing I would wear because I don't like floral yeah. uh, perfumes. And so um, you like the you like the musky it's been a smells, while. don't you? It's been a while, and um, it's been a while since that I uh, experienced that. But uh, it definitely happened a few times. Just like I'm getting, you know. If it happens, if it happens again, then it goes away. Then it goes away. Yeah, it goes away very fast because they don't mm-hmm. they don't hang around long. They the angels are very subtle. And, and they're waiting for you to invite them in. So what happens is they they give you a signal. And have you ever noticed numbers repeating, like on the clock? Or you might be driving, you see somebody's uh, license plate says 222, or um, any other here, number. Here, re- here recently I've noticed that I got 444. 444, and I got 1111, and I said, hmm, what's going on? I've gotten that, uh-huh. I, don't, I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's been repeated, repeatedly, but I've, I like look at the clock and it's like 444. I said, like, oh, okay. Okay. 11, well, when, when you're yeah. seeing, when you're seeing fours, and especially when you're seeing 11s, mm-hmm. you're definitely being, you know, you're you're getting a little tap on the shoulder from the angels. Uh, let me see if I can find out who works with the number four. Um, I know that, oh, heavens, I had it a second ago in my, I, I'm trying to think too fast, I think. I think I know who does 11. Uh, Metatron is the number 11 or 1111. And uh, I think Muriel is four. But I could be wrong. Let's see. Uh, no, Muriel's 46 or 64 because she resonates. And I was thinking that Muriel might be the angel that's been trying to get your attention because she definitely uses floral scents. Um, okay. Okay. She she is... Um, let me see what I can find here. She's called the Perfume of God. Oh. That's one of her nicknames. She's also known as the Flower Angel. She's not an archangel, though. She's a dominion. I'm going to write her name down. And it's, you said Muriel? M-U-R-I-E-L. Okay. Oh, I've seen that. Okay. She she will help bring in peace, harmony, calm, anxiety, and she protects you from negative energy. Oh, fantastic, fantastic! You mentioned um, numbers. Okay. Yes, forty-six um, or sixty-four. She likes the numbers four and six. Oh, okay. I dropped the number of the night eight eight two six. It was so clear in my vision, in my dream, and I kept wondering, is that number I should go out and play? <laughs> well, um, let's find eight, 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 eight. out, because there's definitely a connection to that. And mm-hmm. any time you dream of a number, I would suggest you go look it up, because it's definitely 
um, something important. There. You know, for you to dream oh. it and have it, mm-hmm. you know, a, a, a big number. Mm-hmm. It's uh, reminding you that lifestyle is all about choices. You require some adjustments in your your life. Mm-hmm. Um, they want to remind you, stop worrying about tomorrow. Just work on today. Okay. So that's what that 8826. Yeah. The meaning behind it. Okay. Yeah, and I am making adjustments in my life. Oh, yeah. 2024, most definitely. I got a lot of things. I'm going to flip a lot of, switch a lot of things around. Yes. Yep, 8826 is a number of change. Okay. And, and, and start, look look at your habits. Look at the things that you do all the time and ask yourself, is this a good thing for me or is this something no. I should probably? <laughs> you already know the answer. <laughs> let, it, let it go and, um, yeah, and make a change, yes, because that's what's been on my mind and that is what I've been, yeah, that's definitely what I've been contemplating on, yeah. Isn't that mm-hmm. That's and really letting, cool. And letting, and, letting, and letting certain people go. Let them go. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, I'm going to tell you a trick for that because I, okay. I used to get messages from the angels constantly, let it go. Release it. Mm-hmm. Let it go. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, how? Because nobody tells you how. Everybody says, yeah, everybody says you you got you to, gotta, you know, I have a little picture on my um, on my cell phone, a little screensaver, mm-hmm. and it's a picture of a butterfly tied to a rock. Mm-hmm. And it says, you, you got to let that shit go. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, yeah. great. How do I do it? How's that? Mm-hmm. The butterfly can't reach back and cut that rope because the butterfly doesn't have fingers and scissors and thumbs. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. how are you going to let it go? So... A man that I know, he writes for Be Unique magazine, which is the sponsor of this show. Um, mm-hmm. He wrote a little, tiny little article about letting things go, and it has resonated with me, and I love to share it. Um, Maddie, when you go to carry your garbage out to the street to be collected the next day, do you go out and check on it in the middle of the night? No. No, of course not. It's no. your garbage. You right. let it go. You put mm-hmm. it in the garbage can. And forget and, and, you, and forget about it. And you it. walk yes. away and you don't mm-hmm. you don't give it another moment's thought. This is trash. I'm done with it. So That's, what I've started oh doing I love that. I love it, that. It's metaphor. a it's a wonderful illustration. So it the really way I is. look at it is when I have something emotional or mental or a habit or something that I'm trying to release. Like, I mean, it, I was driving myself crazy because my sons weren't texting me as often as I thought they should. I, I just, I was being a, a meddling mom. You know, they're mm-hmm. both grown with their own lives. And yeah. I yeah. remember... I remember meditating over it, trying to let it go and let it go and couldn't. 
And even the Frozen song doesn't help. You know, let it go, let it go. So anyway, I I was meditating and I asked um, my guardian angel, Harriet, to help me release this because it was driving me nuts. You know, why won't they call me? Why, why don't they text me? I don't get I'm being a whiny mom. So all of a sudden I saw this shiny brand new silver metal trash can and we don't use those here we have you know sponsored trash cans with the names on them whatever but anyway it was just Uh a shiny metal kind of trash can and the lid just opened up and Harriet said put your garbage in here for me I'm going to collect it for you and I'm like, oh. So ever since then, I've been saying that I just put my garbage in the can and the angels collect it. The, the angel collects all my mental garbage and they dispose of it. And I don't have to worry about it anymore. And Beautiful. what was so amazing was after I did this, you know, mentally, intuitively, uh, in our imaginations, if you want to say it that way, we can do anything. Thing. We can do whatever mm-hmm. we need to do, and mm-hmm. it gets, we don't have to physically do it to make it to make it have a lasting exactly. impression. Imagination, yes. So once yeah. I imagined myself throwing away my garbage, and my angels came and collected it, I didn't have to worry about. It. I, I stopped thinking about it. And the funny thing is, my kids started texting me more. Yeah, because I stopped uh-huh. obsessing over why. It's because like, it, it, it feels like they received the message. Yes, and what the thing is, like I, mom, I also do. Mom, mom not about mom not bothering us anymore. Exactly, um, uh, and uh, and that's like let me check and see because I think you think sometimes they 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 start missing that you not bother yeah. them anymore. They miss that. Mm-hmm. If I'm always the one going, hey, how you doing? Mm-hmm. And they don't have to think twice about me. They don't reciprocate, yes. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they might say, okay, I'm tired or I'm working hard, and, and that's it. So when mm-hmm. I quit harassing them, and they thought on. something was yeah. wrong. They, they had to come check on me. Yeah, what's wrong? I haven't heard from her. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah I so, get that. I totally get that. Mm-hmm. Well, what happens is, also, from the law of attraction, you know, the energy we put out is the energy we get back. Yeah, that we receive, and the energy back, I was yes. putting out was, they do not talk to me. Do not talk to me. Uh-huh. Not talk to me. And the universe uh-huh. was going, well, she doesn't want to hear from her kids. Let's shut uh-huh. them down. Not, because the words that you, yes. I get that, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I gave my garbage to my angels and I let them carry it off, and boom, my life has been so much better. Mm-hmm. It's, it's pretty cool. Beautiful. I love that trash can <laughs> illustration. I really do. It's amazing. And, you know, you um, let it go, and you forget about it, and as time goes on, you really, truly do forget about it. 
Yeah, because now I will say that I, I once threw away a a pair of shoes that every now and then I'll pop in my mind thinking maybe I should have kept those. <laughs> <laughs> I probably threw them away 10 yeah. years ago. And I'm like, maybe mm-hmm. I should have kept those. <laughs> mm-hmm. Those are nice shoes. Why did I throw yeah. those away? Yeah, I should have held on to those, yeah. Who cares yeah, if they're pinching I'm my giving, toes? I give things away like, hmm, maybe I should, yeah, I know what you're saying. Exactly what you're saying. That was an antique. I could have gotten some money for that. Oh, yeah. why did I do that? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. But you have to, you know, the ocean knows you have to let take things out so that you can bring more back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, the ocean comes yeah, and it brings up seashells and it takes takes out the seaweed or whatever. Thanks for listening know. to Go With Angels with Mary oh. Brotherton. If you want to order oh, a copy... Thank I, you, Mary. I didn't, I didn't intend to hit that button, but you know what? No. Um, I guess the angels are telling me it's time to end the show because we are it's time to go. Well. Thank you. That was a nice conversation. I really enjoyed it. And well, call back again. I call will. back again, and we'll do it. Do it more. Talk to you later. Oh, bye bye. Okay. okay. Bye. Thanks for listening to Go with Angels with Mary Brotherton. If you want to order a copy of Go with Angels. Just reach out to Mary at BeUnique.org for details. That's B-U-N-E-K-E.org. And be sure to tune in every Friday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern Time for more stories about angelic encounters. Follow Be Unique Radio on Blog Talk Radio so you don't miss a single episode.